you know, I had boyfriends, and um, I think that it, well, for me, it was a very different from what it, what it is today. Very different. Uh, you know, in high school, you might have kissed and uh, messed around a little bit, but you that was about it. And right. Of course, you had no contraceptives. Right. Birth control didn't get exist. Uh, no. Didn't get invented until what the sixties? Yeah. Seventies? Yeah. And we're talking well what now? the forties. There was always a condom. Uh, now but, I should I should say as we talk about this as we get into this a little bit you your background your checkered nurse yeah. career as you've put it you've worked as a sex educator yeah is that right and yeah. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> All My Friends, a podcast about love, life, and joint pain. Produced in partnership with Blakeford Senior Life. Me and all my friends. So, but you are Francis Edwards. Yes. Uh, Francis McGoy Edwards. Francis McGoy Edwards from... Tupelo, Mississippi. Home of... Elvis Presley. Did you and and you grew up with? I did not know him, but one of the things I remember when they told me where his house was, I said, "Oh, I believe I remember that house." I don't remember the house. I remember the road because it was on a farm where one of my high school boyfriends and I used to go, and he would shoot mistletoe out of the tree with a with a rifle. To then present over your head uh-huh. and, oh, and to give to me. Wow! If you think for one second we're going to talk about Elvis and not this mistletoe yeah. man, you're cr- <laughs> I, I couldn't care less about Elvis at this point. May I ask, were you uh, uh, were you con- uh, a pretty? I had platinum blonde hair. Wow! And it was curly. Ooh! And my friends in Tupelo say when it when I went back and it was gray, they said you don't look a bit too different. Not bad. Yeah. You know, we were talking Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Now we're talking Greece. Yeah. <laughs> what was her name in Greece? The the Sandy. Yeah. Is that accurate? Didn't I don't you... know. I didn't you know, that was after my time. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, you're you were at one point a, a uh sex educator. Is that right? Yeah. How did that come to I mean, was this Um well I had this good friend uh, call me one day. I mean, we were very close friends. And uh, she called me one day and said, quick, you've got to tell me about baby, where babies have come from. And I said, what are you talking about? She said, because I came, came, went out this morning to go to school. And she said, when I come home, Mama, I want you to tell me about the birds and the bees. And I don't know what to tell her. A moment of sheer panic. Uh-huh. Why, and, no, why not just tell him? Why not just tell the, you know, just just hit the kid with it straight. He asked for it. Yeah, but see, she didn't. She couldn't have done that. So what did you? What did you? What did you say? How <laughs> well, did you, I said. How did you walk well, I don't it? know. I'll see what I can find out as far as to tell her what to read or whatever. And I was fascinated with the fact that there was so little uh, written. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, this would have been what? It would have been about. It's, it was in the 60s, in maybe, maybe early 60s. So I began trying to find some material, and I, ca- I called the libraries and said, do you have any uh, books on sex education? And 
never did they ever give me an answer on the first go-round. They would refer me to the head librarian, finally, which I didn't realize that's what was going on. And they would say, what do you want the book for? Which I thought was such an odd question. And they would not have anything for children. And so then I started calling the uh, churches. And the Hold Methodist on, that was your, that, the library didn't work, so you thought, I know who will have yeah. this. And the churches. The, I called the Methodist board, and they really didn't have anything. And I called the Catholic, there was a Catholic bookstore or something here. And they just hung up on you? No. They had a movie. It was awful, but they had a movie. <laughs> called, do you remember what it was called? I don't remember what it was called, but what I remember about it was they were talking, when it was talking about masturbation, it was telling boys to take a cold shower. Okay. And girls, they didn't tell anything. Not, I mean, it was it like was you just don't a blank do page. So not very, not very clinical. No. But this is actually impressive that uh, that you are, you know, that you're going down these these that you're researching yeah. all of this. You clearly had yeah. an, an interest in this, and yeah. were, were maybe bothered that uh, yes. this wasn't yes. accessible. That there wasn't. Any, I mean, it it was part of your body. Why don't you have something about it? Yeah, you have something about eyes and ears and everything else. But why don't you have something about your sex life? By the way, what was the fact you told me earlier? Uh, about the lion, a tiger lion. Yes, yes. Lions have the <laughs> are the only multi-orgasmic male beast. Wow. <laughs> That's why I have that picture over there. <laughs> Oddly enough, a, a, a tiger with a, a human. There's a, there's a woman, a lounging woman on the tiger, knowing for a fact he's a multi-orgasmic beast. <laughs> When I saw it, you know, I saw it in a gallery out, what was the name of it, Old Land Zion or something like that, out on the highway uh, in in that shopping center where Sam's is now. And uh, anyway, I saw it and I burst out laughing and I was so hysterical. (laughs) And the woman who owned the gallery kept looking at me and thinking, I mean, I was just dying laughing. And I said, I have to tell you about this, 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 this fact. Let, let me ask you because you are a, and you've been a therapist and you've talked about relationships and sexuality and looking back, what do some couples get wrong about this? What do some couples get right? What do you wish you and your husband had done differently or that you did right in terms of like relationships? Well, you have to interact with each other and you have to talk about issues. Uh, and values. And so many couples, you know, get married and they think, well, I've got a job over here and you've got a job over here and we'll just go along this way. You have to interact and you have to make time to do that. And you can't do it with children. Mm -hmm. You have to do it, you know, together as a couple. And that relationship has to remain primary. You know, and when you're going through you know, like I had four children going through trying to t- do all the things for the four children and keep a relationship with Bill. You know, you have to work at it. That's that's another interesting. So I'm at the I'm of the age right now where my friends are starting to to have kids. And, and I think that's something that I've, I've heard from them and just on the periphery of, is like you look, we've 
these people saying, hey, we've learned about each other as a couple because it becomes about the the child. And but you can't forget that, you know, there's still us over here. Those children are going to grow up and leave you. You you hope that your partner is not. Yeah. Or worse, you realize once the children have left you that you've maybe been, you know, it's like neglected your relationship sure. with your husband. Yeah. And you're suddenly seeing things with 2020 vision. Yeah. Now, I should point out that I am uh, not a relationship counselor. I'm not married. <laughs> I'm single. I speak from no place of authority, <laughs> but I've, you know, I've read articles. Yeah. So I mean, you're the authority on it. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a fine line and it's really tough. When you're, you know, having all those babies and trying to do all the things that would launch a child, mm-hmm. um, there's a a wonderful, um, well, he's a he, he an eight. Well, anyway, his name is Gabron. I don't know whether you've ever read his poems. Uh, he has one that's that's uh, about uh, let there be spaces in your togetherness, about couples, the couples that just do, you know, do everything together. To the point where they don't do anything else. They, there are no spaces in their togetherness. And so I, one of the things that I celebrate is when two people have jobs. Because then they have two different ways of coming together. Um, and the, the one about children is that you are the, uh, you are the bow and the children are the arrows. You cannot follow them. Yeah. And you have to equip them with what they need to survive in this world. Uh, and that's a different place. You know, a lot of people don't see it that way. They want to follow them. And uh, that's tough. Me and All My Friends, hosted and produced by Ben Odo. For more interviews, visit meandallmyfriendspod.com and make sure to follow us at Me and All My Friends on Instagram. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing and leaving us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you to Julie Dowd, Brian Barnes, John McHugh, and Warner Tidwell. I'm Mariah Paris, and nobody ever thinks me. Yeah.